Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. As always, I am Blake Meyer, joined again on this beautiful Monday by my man Ryan Gilbert. How are you doing today, Ryan? I, I am I'm doing well. You stole the words out of my mouth. It is a beautiful, bright Monday here in Philadelphia. It's always sunny here in Philadelphia. We got the uh AL East, AL East leading Baltimore Orioles coming to town. That should be a, a fun three-game series there down at the bank. But yeah. I'm doing good. Should be a good week of baseball here leading up to the trade deadline next Tuesday. I cannot wait. Uh, the trade la- trade deadline is the time of the year that I always look forward to, especially, I mean, in the baseball content creation business. Trade deadline always gives you some good storylines, but also we are you know, super fans of our teams, you, the Phillies, me, the Mariners. And I don't know how many trade rumblings there are for the Phillies, but it is kind of a wild topic out here in Seattle. Uh, especially with the news today that Jonathan India is being shopped by the Cincinnati Reds. And I am willing to bet he is. And I'm willing to bet a very large chunk of money that he ends up in a Seattle Mariners uniform because they said that they want young, controllable pitching in return for Jonathan India. And wouldn't you know it, we have one Logan Gilbert that the Mariners are also shopping at the same time. I feel like I would want more in return than Jonathan, just Jonathan India for Logan Gilbert. But if they can find some way to make a deal of that sort, I mean, I'm here for it. Keep Bryce Miller and Brian Wu. Logan Gilbert, man, I fucking love him, but I'm okay if he goes, if we can get ourselves a steady second baseman. Uh, but whether it's India or somebody else, the Mariners are going to improve at second base at the trade deadline. We're not going to be sellers. We're going to be buyers. And there's a lot of good like guys out there on the market right now. Wait, you would trade Gilbert before Mill? I guess he's older, is why you trade him before Miller. Yeah. Before, but before Wu, I don't know if Wu has like the upside that, that he has. Uh, I don't think he does either. But I think Wu's um, value on the trade market right now is higher than Logan Gilbert's is, which is weird to say. But I mean, Logan Logan Gilbert. Uh, when he came up as a prospect, now, don't get me wrong when I'm saying this. I love him. I think he's an incredible pitcher, and I would love to keep him for forever. Uh, but he was he was kind of touted as the future ace of the Mariners. He's not a future ace. That's just a matter of fact. He gets hit around far too much. He has his good stretches where uh, he's almost unhittable, but then he has his stretches where he gives up six and runs and four innings in back-to-back-to-back starts, so Wu, I think, has, I'd say he has more of an uncertain ceiling, which makes his value a little higher than Logan Gilbert's. Jonathan India, I think he's an all-star. He's, he's yeah, good. Jonathan India is a great second baseman. Good. Uh, yeah. Good. I think he's still relatively young, 26, 27 in there. But yeah. uh, you talking about Logan Gilbert reminds me with the Phillies and some Phillies fans about Aaron Nola. I mean, he was mm. a Cy Young finalist in 2018. The area was like 2.3. He seems to always come up. The, the thing with him is he seems to come up small in big spots, which is because he gives up home runs so often. 
But mm-hmm. like he's he's had good starts against good teams, but this year he's just not. Yeah, he has ace potential. He can be an ace, but like he just there's just so many moments where he doesn't doesn't come up big enough. And so I completely relate to that. From going farther, make sure you check out our Substack, fakebaseball.substack.com. We're hopefully putting up some more articles on there. Some uh, deep league streaming for me. Those got a lot of uh, interest there. Blake has some buy, 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 sell. And hold some uh, second half stuff. There's some rankings coming up. So make sure you check out the Substack. And kind of sticking with that Mariners theme, uh, someone else I think is that's in trade rumors is Teoscar Hernandez. And uh, Hernandez was actually available in free agency in my ten-team league, so I went ahead and picked him up. But uh, what do you, as a Mariners fan, see firsthand of uh, Teoscar Hernandez? I, he's kind of he's he's loved and hated out here in seattle because his defense is so bad <laughs> it was, uh, which was very understated when he first came over uh i mean i've mentioned him multiple times on the podcast his defense is bad like one of the worst outfielders in baseball level bad which sucks because for his bad as he has been defensively he has been just as good offensively as of late uh, he had a slow start to the season, which is, I mean, honestly, nothing new for him. He hit 209 in March and April. He had a good May, good June. July, he's only hitting 216, but the power overall has been there this year, which you look for. He has 16 home runs on the year. And he's the kind of bat that the Mariners need to keep because the thing is, uh, everybody talks about moving him because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. We didn't give up a ton to get him. We gave up Eric Swanson, who's just kind of like a middling middle reliever for Toronto. Now he's pretty good for us last year, but we didn't even use him in the playoffs. Uh, But if you're a team that is looking for an impact bat to kind of jumpstart your offense, you don't trade one of your impact (laughs) bats. And the thing that the Mariners have been doing as of late that I don't think a lot of people have been paying attention to for whatever reason is they don't re-sign guys during the season. It's like Julio Mm. got his massive contract in the off season. Luis Casillo re-signed with Seattle in the off season after we traded for him. It's very on brand for them to just, the Mariners to just let T Oscar play out the the contract for the rest of the year and then re-sign him at the end of the year, which I think they'll do. And they'll get him at a decent price. He's not going to break the bank and he's an impact bat that we can trade for a younger, like good defensive outfielder with an okay bat and move T Oscar to DH because as, as much as I love, I don't know how I'm going to work. Let's just go for it. As much as I love a big round white boy playing DH, just hitting (laughs) dingers off the hit it here cafe, Mike Ford ain't it like it's, I mean, (laughs) the other day he had struck out seven straight at bats and then he hit a 450 foot home run and everybody's like, Oh my God, Mike Ford's so good at baseball. (laughs) Like he can hit it so far, but it's like, no, He's one for eight with seven strikeouts and a home run. That's not okay. So we need if we can get a like a defensive outfielder to take Teoscar's spot in the outfield and let Teoscar just let the man DH. Like that's all we need him to do, and then just build from there. I think he stays in Seattle. Yeah, I think he stays in Seattle too. I I scooped uh, Teoscar up off the free agency today. I dropped Michael Garcia, who I picked up a few weeks ago. I think try to try to string for some seals steals there, but. Yeah, if we look at um, Teoscar Hernandez's baseball savant page, looking at his recent game log, batted ball events here, 96, 105, 105, 89, 81, 100, 104, 93, 110, 73, 103, 105. Like he's hitting the ball hard. 
Mm-hmm. If you look at his uh, baseball savant page here, if you're watching live, you can see this. It's bright red. Average ex- exit velo here, 75th percentile. Barrel percentage, which we love, is barrel rate, 93rd percentile barrel rate. Like, this is what we want to see. We want to see barrels. Mm-hmm. And I think if Teoscar, Teoscar is that prime like trade candidate. And is exactly what a team like the Mariners need. So I, I don't see the Mariners moving him either. Yeah. And I think he has a lot of fantasy value moving forward, too. I know we're talking buy or sell. I think he's a buy for people in the fantasy world if he's on somebody else's roster. I think you can get him for relatively cheap right now. And the one thing Teoscar Hernandez does every year of his career is he gets better as the year goes on. I think mm-hmm. his August career OPS is like 840 or something like that, which is pretty damn good. And even though he's only hitting 210 in July this year, he's making strides in other departments that show that that's just kind of unlucky. Yeah, the 280 Babbitt, which is way lower than what his uh, Babbitt is for the season. And he's got a 26.3% strikeout rate in the month of July, which is actually his lowest of any month this season. So he's making more contact with the ball. He still doesn't walk a ton, but... He's going to hit dingers. It is heating up here in Seattle. It's 85 degrees outside today. Very sunny. I may be in a long sleeve if you're watching the live, but that is because I have air conditioning in every room of my house because I'm spoiled. But yeah, it's heating up out here. There's no marine layer lately, so the balls are kind of flying. So that's what you look for. And you get, you get, you get the weather report here too on baseball. Yeah, if, like if you want to go, if you want to go out on the ocean or on the bay, go ahead. Go go for some uh, deep sea fishermen. You know, it's nice yeah. and clear. Yeah, Teoscar is always better in the second half. His OPS is 67 or 60. I can't do math right now. 73% <laughs> or points higher in the second half. And he has 11 more home runs in 32 fewer games in the second half. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he has not homered a lot recently. I believe over his past like two weeks, he only has one home run. That includes all-star break, obviously. But, yeah, this is a guy that he can get hot and he will get hot. He has 16 home runs right now. He's on pace for 30, had 25 last year, 32 the year before. I see him easily getting to 25, getting his average back up too. His He's a career average, 259. He's hitting 245 right now. So I think uh, Teoscar would definitely be a buy, buy from me. Yeah, I think he actually may be the topic of my next buy, sell, hold article over at fakebaseball.substack.com. Make sure you guys go check that out. We are working on getting on a lot more content out over there. And make sure you check out the YouTube as well if you're listening on the podcast feed. Fake Baseball Money on YouTube. I'm putting out lots of shorts as of late. Every episode is streamed live with visuals. You can see our face instead of just hear our voice. So make sure you go Mm -hmm. check it out and hit subscribe. Yeah, make sure you check out our Substack, and we are also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. Ton of exclusive content, contests, and merch just for our patrons, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. SportsGovernPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGovernPodcast.com slash Patreon. Okay, somebody that I want to cover. Uh, I guess they would be waiver wire adjacent because they're only owned in about 12% of fantasy baseball leagues. Trevor Story of the Boston Red Sox. The rumor is he should be back in 10 to 14 days. I think he's on a rehab assignment now where he just started a rehab assignment. Yep. Just started a rehab assignment down in 
or he wasn't triple A or double A. Now he's moved up to triple A. He's somebody that does carry the power speed combo, which you love, especially at a position like shortstop that is very uh, positionally heavy. Like a lot of a lot of guys that are very good and have a lot of utility, but there's not necessarily a ton of guys that have that elite power and speed. Last season, he hit 16 home runs and stole 13 bases in just 94 games. He did only hit 238, which isn't that great. But total bases wise, 38 extra base hits in 85 games. So, or 94 games, excuse me. So, uh, there's a lot of good to be had there from Trevor Story, and Boston could use him in their lineup. They score a lot of runs, so he's going to be in line for RBIs, runs. At the power and with the bigger bases, I mean, he could steal. It seems like he's going to come back around August, so or kind of middle of August, I guess. He could steal freaking 15 bases from August, September. So, is Trevor Story somebody that you have your eye on going forward, or how are you feeling about him for the rest of the year? I think I do actually. People forget about like how good he he can be. Like it was in Colorado, it was in Coors Field. Yeah, you read off his stats last year in Boston, 16 home runs in pretty much half a season. Like he was on pace for 25, 30 home runs, only hit 238, but had those steals, has the speed, has the power. Um, he only has second base eligibility in Yahoo, which I think is better because I, I think shortstop is, is, is deeper there. Um, rostered 45% of leagues. He's available in my 10-team league, and I'm looking to pick him up right now. I mean, I think he's someone that could be have a major impact in the second half, especially at a position like second base. Yeah, and guys like Trevor Story are – like these are like the prime guys that should be available in a lot of leagues So because he wasn't drafted in majority of leagues just because he came into the year with a very serious injury. So a lot of people did not draft him, and after a while, like you get this far into the season, he just gets forgotten about. And that's what would lead them to still being available and being very startable once they get called up. Uh, he seems to be on a little longer rehab assignment, which is nice. That should mm-hmm. uh, lend to him not having any restrictions when he gets called up. And yeah, he does have speed. he does have a home run. He's two for eight with three on home run, two runs, two walks, and five Ks in his, in his first three games. Yeah, he did have like the thirty percent strikeout rate last year, so that's probably going to stick yeah. with them for the rest of the year, but. If you're looking for somebody that's going to be, I mean, he's not going to help you this week or next week, but probably the week after. So two weeks from now, uh, if you want to get an early jump on it, I think Trevor story is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely there. Um, and someone else we talked about last show is um, Wilmer Flores. I actually got a, got a Twitter DM question, Blake. How about that? And that's not just hey. you giving the, giving the Twitter DM questions here. <laughs> But it was from our, our friend of the show, uh, Matthew Hennings, who, who said, you know, I felt bad for you, so I sent you this question. Wilmer Flores <laughs> is available in his league. Uh, his bench batters are the aforementioned Tiasco Hernandez, Jeremy Pena, and Bryson Stott. Would you take Flores over any of those, Blake? Uh, I would take him over Jeremy Pena, which is crazy to say after I had Jeremy Pena so high in my shortstop rankings coming yeah. into the year. But as of right now, but yeah. this isn't his like weird dynasty league, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would still take Flores because I mean, Wilmer Flores isn't even that old. He's 31 and I'm 35. So that means he's young. <laughs> That's how that math works. Uh, but man, Flores has been on fire. He's struck out only three times still since the all-star break. Psych, make it five. He's He struck out twice <laughs> today. 
But he did hit another dinger today. He hit home run number 13. He's managed to somehow, he's batting like over 400 in the month of July. Uh, it's got home run power and speed. He's making a ton of contact. I think before today's game, uh, his strikeout rate for the month of July was like 5%. So if you look at the on the live here, his baseball savant page, average exit velocity, fourth percentile, killing it. Hard hit rate, I think that's third percentile, killing it. Eighth percentile, so, hard hit rate. Give me some respect. Oh, there you go. Eight. Oh, my bad. Eighth. But it, it's he's he's not going to hit thirty to thirty-five home runs in a season, uh, but he does have enough to hit twenty. I think we said it on the last episode. He has like twenty twenty potential at this point, and it's looking like he may actually hit twenty twenty this year. He's got thirteen home runs with still like two and a half months left. So he has no stolen bases. He does not does not have speed like. Oh, you know what? Who you're looking at? <laughs> the wrong, the wrong steal, man. Oh, but, all right. I mean, he could still steal 20 bases. There's more than 20 games left. He just averages like one every other game. He Maybe he'll be on like get... the the second leg of a double steal with someone fast going from second to third. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. Let the pinch runner but, steals count for him. Yeah. What I like here is this expected woba over the past 100 plate appearances. Here, it's going up. So it's mm-hmm. this isn't that he he's getting lucky. He's putting the ball in play may not be hitting the ball exceptionally hard or getting, getting a great barrel rate, but he does not strike out. He does not whiff. He makes contact and he, he and he's making, making the best of that right now. I, I regret not picking up Flores when I could have, uh, I think a week ago and, uh, or sometime last week. And yeah, if he's still available, I think I would definitely take him over Jeremy Pena. Um, even if Pena has more upside in the long run, but I just think shortstop is just so much, so much skill and talent and hitting at that position, right? It, in today's day and age that you can kind of take a back seat there and you know give up on Pena for now. Uh, here's one for you. Uh, in an on base percentage category league. Okay. Would you rather have Wilmer Flores, Will Benson, or Alex Kirloff for the rest of the season? Um, probably Flores out of those. I don't think I want, I don't know. I don't believe in Benson. I, I'm not sure why not. I haven't looked deep into his numbers. <laughs> I don't know if I should. I just think I do. You do. Uh, I do. Pull, pull up his baseball savant page. Does not have enough to, to register on the average exit velo, unfortunately. But yeah, he hits the ball hard. 107, 103, 100. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think I, the Reds have to run out of gas sometime, I think. And that's going to be, I think Benson's going to be one of the one of the first guys that does that. Kirilov, though, he's been heating up. So maybe Kirilov over uh, Flores because of the outfield eligibility. And I think Flores mm. has a much lower OBP, actually. Yeah, uh, I do like Kirilov of those three. So my my answer was Will Benson, but I'll get to that in a minute. I do like Kirilov in that group of three, though, because Kirilov was always a very high ceiling guy. It was just coming down to how often can he stay healthy and play because uh, the old saying goes the best of ability is availability and if you're always hurt and you can't play it doesn't really matter how good you are because you're never on the field to to give any real life or fantasy value uh but he's again he's got home run power and he does have a decent on base percentage as well and he can hit for an okay average when he stays healthy so I do like Kirloff. I like all three answers, but Will Benson overall is going to end up being my answer. 
Uh, just because if you look since the end of May, because he came up with the team at the beginning of the year, and then I think he spent a little bit of time down in the minors. Uh, and then the end of May, they called him up. So since May 30th, uh, he's got six home runs, 17 extra base hits overall, uh, nine stolen bases, a 17% walk rate, only a 22% strikeout rate, and he's hitting 336. Now, he only plays against righties. I think recently they've let him go against a couple lefties, but he pretty much only goes against righties. He bats ninth, too. Yeah, which does ding his value a little bit, but if you bat ninth and you walk 17% of the time over like a two-month period, I got to take notice in an on-base percentage league. I mean, in that time frame, he has a 450 on base percentage. So I think, yeah. I mean, I think it's the second highest uh, walk rate in the league in that time frame behind Juan Soto. So there's something to say about that. He is still kind of a wild card because he did kind of come out of nowhere because he, he was nothing before this year. And I don't mean that in like a negative kind of bad, like trash talking. Kind he was of a first round like, pick. I did not know that. Yeah. And he didn't pan out. And now all of a sudden, yeah, this is like the post, 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 post hype <laughs> sleeper, Will Benson. And he's making the best of it. And he's got damn good speed. And he he's only 25. He turned ball. 25 last month. Yeah, Young buck it, out there. It's one of those things where everything the Reds touch right now turns to gold. And Will Benson is just like the latest form of that. Call him the Cincinnati Golds. <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right. We are also brought to you by... Our underdog fantasy NFL season is right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. It's available in a ton of markets, plus plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contest. And of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $1 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, so... Somebody that I want to ask you about, um, I did not add him to my Fantasy Pros Weekly Waiver Wire article just because okay. he had not played a game yet um, when I wrote it. Sal Freelich of the Milwaukee Brewers is kind of their new toy in the outfield. He got called up. Um, he has a good hit tool. Not a lot of power, like according to that. Fangrass has a 35 grade game power, which is not very high. And he's got a little bit of speed. And if you watched his first game, I think he went three for three or three for four, something like that. And he had those two amazing catches in the outfield. He plays really good defense. So he's, he's not up for a good time. He's up for a long time. But my main holdup with him is I saw somebody after his first game compare it say he's pretty much just the new andrew benatendi and i can't get that out of my oh. mind and i don't like andrew benatendi uh, uh that's not a big secret here on the podcast ryan doesn't like andrew benatendi either um very boring player and one of those um players that is a better real life baseball player than he is a fantasy mm -hmm. baseball player realistically South Freelick could probably hit 280 285 with seven home runs for the year and 18 stolen bases. That feels like a very South Freelick full season stat line. And so there's not a lot of fantasy baseball utility in that. Uh, do you have a higher outlook on him for the rest of the season than I do? Or are you kind of down on South Freelick too? 
Yeah, no, I, I think he's probably rostered in the right amount of leagues. Probably too much based off his, you know, amazing start. People expect him to do that. Every, not every night, but he's rostered in 28% of Yahoo leagues, up 16% this week. Yeah, looking at his numbers from last year, 11 home runs, hit 331 in 119 games across a advanced double-A, triple-A. Triple-A, he hit 365, so it's not like he advanced and, and struggled. This year, though, at AAA, he hit 247 in 40 games, had two home runs. And I'm not sure why they're calling up now, him up now. I don't know if there was an injury or something or if they just need a, a little bit of spark there in the Brewers' outfield. Maybe they're showcasing him for a trade. You, you never know. But, yeah, uh, I don't. he's somehow batting cleanup for the Brewers, which just shows you <laughs> how that lineup is. So, yeah, I, I'm not very high on, on Sal Freelich. Um, if you have him and someone wants him, sell him. Uh, I would not go out and add him really right now. I wouldn't either. And this is going to be one of those things where he's going to hit like 315 for the rest of the year and somebody's going to do the old, oh, you guys are so out on him. Look, he did so good. And you just got to keep in mind, we're talking overall fantasy value. Um, somebody that contributes in just one category is very hard to recommend as like a, you should definitely pick them up because he's going to hit 280. Like, because you're going to end up being disappointed more often than you're not when you have somebody like him in your lineup. Now, if you're in a very deep league, a 15 team, even bigger league, uh, an NL only league, that sort of thing, suffer that has a lot more value, but in just the grand scheme of things in like a 10 team or a 12 team league, maybe in a category league, if you really need batting average, he could help you. Or if you really need it in a roto league, but in like a points league, all that I'm, I'm out on South Freelick for the rest of the year. Although he's going to have some exciting games, maybe, but again, I love the Andrew Benatendi comp because it feels mm. so right. I hate I hate that comp, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he he could be worth it in twelve team leagues where you have four or five outfielders, or or fifteen team leagues. But but yeah, it's it's I, I don't pick him up in twelve team leagues. Okay, somebody else that I want to highlight. I'm not trying to skip super fast through all this stuff, but you know, we gotta You're good. get moving a little bit. Uh, Edward Julian. I probably just said his first name wrong, and I apologize. Uh, Edward Julian of the Minnesota Twins has been a man possessed in the month of July. Uh, so far in July, he is hitting 426 with three home run, or three doubles, five home runs. He scored 12 runs, and he has an OPS of 1,300. Now, he plays... Second base, which is a premier position because second base is the thinnest position in fantasy baseball. And he is putting up numbers that make him a must add literally everywhere. Batting average, power. I think the boys, he got a couple steals too, right? I don't want to get that wrong. Yeah, he's got two steals on the year. So he's got a couple steals as well. It's... Have you picked up Edward Julian at all? Do you think that he can keep any bit of this up moving forward? Or are you kind of hesitant with it being kind of just a one-month thing? Although he hit 296 in July, uh, but he hit – or in June, excuse me, but he hit no home runs, so the power wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't pick him up anywhere, but I, I wish I did based on how he's been doing over the past past week or two, especially – since the all-star break, yeah, he's rostered in 47% of Yahoo leagues. I you know, picked up five days ago in, in my main league here. But yeah, second base, you said it, is, is very thin. He's hitting 307, OPS 928. Nine home runs and 160 at-bats is 
pretty good there. Nine home runs in 50 games. That extrapolates out to, what, 27, 30 home runs there. Mm-hmm. He had good numbers in the minors. It seems like maybe he's outperforming them a bit right now. But, I mean, if you look at this expected Woba over, over his past 50 plate appearances, he's he's killing it right now. So, yeah, I would absolutely pick him up, especially if you need a, need a second base help. Yeah, he's definitely in must-add territory uh, because this feels like more than just a hot streak. Uh, he had the power at the beginning of the year, uh, and then, but he didn't really have the batting average. Uh, then the batting average came around in June, but the power went away, and now all of a sudden in July, the batting average is here, and so is the power. And I don't think it's a coincidence that both of them clicked. It, they, he kind of had one clicking. He was trying to figure out the other. He figured out the other. But he had to sacrifice, and now they're both there. And I think that this is something that does continue for the rest of the year. And even though the Twins are a pretty bad road team, so overall they do struggle. It's still a pretty potent lineup. I mean, they still got Kirilov, they still got Joey Gallo, they still got Byron Buxton. They still have guys Carlos there. Correa too. Carlos Correa, what, what a what an absolute Ugh. just just bust of the offseason. I was like, oh, where's Correa <laughs> going to go? It doesn't matter. He's not good. It's just bad everywhere. And yeah. I think we I think we were we had that too before this. Yeah, we, 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 we didn't like Correa. Yeah. I think I had him outside of my top 15 shortstops coming yeah. into this year. Okay, so but I'm not surprised. We've discussed two second basemen so far. I guess three if you include Flores. Um no, that's true. My my question was gonna be Julian or Story. Rest of season once Story is back. So say from oh. first or second weeks of August on. Right now, if you could only roster one. Uh, Trevor story, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I lean that way as well. Even though it, it's close. It, it's very close, it, but I, I think story it just is. has the upside that could make her, make or break you in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think the speed makes the big difference for me too. Cause he's, he might have slightly, I think he has slightly more power than Julian. He's got more speed than Julian, but he's probably not going to hit anywhere near the same batting average. His legs were not injured. He better have been running every single day (laughs) to get that that speed back up. Man, you damn right. Uh, And one other guy, I think we talked about him on the last episode too. It's Chaz McCormick. Um, He's a tricky one just because we got to see what happens when Jordan comes back. He's going to start. He's a starting outfielder. I don't think he's that that the question. True, but I get... I'm just... Who's the, the, who's the Astros? Like, I think he didn't play some last year or something because like Brantley was there or something. But their outfield is Corey Jolks. Jolks is going to be the one m- missing time because Alvarez coming back or or a DH. Yeah, McCormick or McCormick in center because otherwise it's it's Jake Myers and I'm pretty sure McCormick is a lot better than Myers. Yeah, yeah. I but, hope but McCormick yeah. is a I lot mean, better than Jake Myers. <laughs> Yeah, the question is, is McCormick going to keep it up? That, that's the thing. And uh, we look at his baseball savant page here. If you're looking live, it's pretty blue. Outside of expected Woba, expected slugging's okay. Barrel barrel rate's good, but he's not hitting the ball too hard. He's just hitting it where it should be. I mean, he just continues yeah. to continues to hit. I think he's still hitting decent spot in that order, hitting fifth tonight against Texas. Um, yeah, I'm still... Fairly high on McCormick. Not quite gonna go trade for him, but if he's if he was available, I, I would pick him up. Yeah, and he's one of those weirdly rostered guys that was like sixty percent on Yahoo and twenty one percent on ESPN. So kind of a a weird range. So if you're in Yahoo, he's probably not available. But if you're on ESPN, he probably is available. 
Um, the home run stretch that he went on post all-star break, I don't think is something that he can continue to do, but I do think he can hit over 300 still. And he's been batting fourth and fifth for quite a while now. That is the part that I was worried about when Jordan comes back, because obviously Jordan bats mm. clean up for that team. So that may move him down to fifth or fifth and sixth, which isn't a crazy difference, but that still does change things. Overall, there may not, there may be fewer runners on base ahead of him, so the RBIs may dip a little. Uh, and depending on who's hitting behind him at that point, the runs may dip a little too. But I think the batting average will be pretty consistent for the rest of the year. He's not going to hit over 400 like he has this month, but he can hit around 300 for the rest of the year and have a little pop and some speed. So there's something to be said about them Astros, man. They always seem to have players that find a way to be fantasy relevant. I wonder if they move McCormick up to the two hole when when Alvarez comes back because the two hole recently has been they had Bregman there tonight, but yesterday was uh, Corey Jolks was there, Pena's been there. Like McCormick seems like it could be a, a nice two hole after Dubon before that. Uh, you know Tucker Tucker Abreu Bregman Altuve is coming back soon too. The, the Astros are going to be now is the now is the time to to buy any Astros you you can. I completely agree. I'm still waiting for the. Uh, Altuve rehab news. Uh, there was a rumor that he was supposed to start a rehab assignment a week after Jordan was starting his, and that has not happened. And I feel bad because I've said it like five times on the he podcast. Might not no, need a rehab happen, assignment. So. Seven, seven minutes ago, it's possible he can be activated without going on a rehab assignment, according to uh, Dusty Baker. Hell yeah! Wait, no, Dusty, don't do that to me because I play. I have him in a weekly points league, and so and I did not put him <laughs> I don't, in. So I don't, don't do that to me, Dusty. I don't think he'll be back in the next few days. Don't don't worry about that. Man, I hope not, because I, I had to start Giloff this week, which I still like Giloff, but I like Altuve a whole hell of a lot better moving forward. Uh, but I think that'll be it for us for this week. Everybody, make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. I feel so weird saying that, so if you could just <laughs> if you could just do it to make me feel a little better about saying it. I told myself I would never actually say that out loud, but if you could like and subscribe, it would help us a ton. It goes a long way to allowing us to continue to do this and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify. We'll love you guys for that too. Uh, we're charting all over the world. I haven't said that in a minute, but all over the world, we're in the top 50 in Canada for baseball podcasts, which is pretty damn cool. Uh, and check out our Substack, fakebaseball.substack.com. We got lots of good content going up there all the time. And you can follow me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Girl.